Hello and welcome back to the Couch Couch with Felly and Khaki, episode two here. Sorry for the delay. I've unfortunately been suffering with man flu, but we're back and we're ready and we've got a nice little intro. How do you feel about that, Chris? Oh, I enjoyed it. It was great. Surf's up, maybe. It, it's funky and silly. One of my friends, uh, Steve Reed, big shout out to him there, said that it was missing an intro, so we've took on criticism already and added something in there. And we've played around with mics a bit as well tonight to try and see if we can get that better sound quality for people because they did say they couldn't hear you as well as me. And I also do talk too much in boom, so maybe that is an issue that I was overriding you, but hopefully that will clear up. Yeah. But how have you been since the last podcast, Chris? Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ups and downs, ebbs yeah. and flows. Yeah. As it is, as it is. And we've got a, we've got a good, good few listens, a few people giving comments, so I'm happy about that. So keep on listening, keep giving us a like on Instagram, follow us on Spotify, all them different channels. I can't go for them all, but it shares it onto all of them. So if you've got any advice, hopefully you're listening and enjoy. Um, this week, just break down what we're going to do. We're going to go through news, which is focused this week around council culture, which everyone seems to be screaming about recently. We'll go on to a little bit, ask what we've both been watching. Uh, and then we've got Versus this week in a throwback 30, where I will be defending the Mega Drive slash Genesis if you're from America. Ooh. And Chris will be defending the SNES. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and then we will finish with our favourite game of Love, Hate, Do Not Rate, where Chris will be asking me the questions this week. So I hope you thought of some good ones, Chris. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> be enthusiastic. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Great, wrote, great. Your you sandwich one was great last week. Yeah, I, wrote, I loved it. I wrote two down. Yeah. Yeah. You could think of them on the spot. You thought the sandwich one on the spot, and that was the best one. Oh, no. Oh. There you go. So let's kick off with, first of all, last week we mentioned Mr. Potato Head is no longer being Mr. Potato Head. And thanks to our podcast, he's just, now going to be Mr. Potato Head. Just, <laughs> just us. Just us. Yeah. No one else. No one else no. kicked off. No, no, no. Just us. Yeah. Well, our very few listeners so far. We caused this with and now Hasbro have gone back on it. Well, I don't, I don't know if Hasbro ever officially released, but it's going to be the potato headline of toys. <laughs> and it's going to be Mister and Missus still. Can they go? So, can they go back to just selling the pieces, and then kids can actually stick them in potatoes and stick them in their old potatoes? Oh, yeah. yeah, well, that's where the toy originated from. They didn't used to produce a plastic potato to stick them in. So I wonder if it was actually Toy Story that bought the plastic potato out of it. Was that where that came from, or was it just already? It was already. It's just a staple toy. It's a staple toy, isn't it? Yeah, or maybe these days they thought you can't have a rotting potato in your house with bits of plastic in, and it's better to make the plastic. And it's money, isn't it, at the end of the day? You could charge more. Potatoes aren't expensive. Well, no. <laughs> you, can, you can just take them out of that one and then put them in another potato. But if you put different bits in, then it will look like a different potato. True. Yeah. True. Get on there. Get on Dragon's Den and bring it back. I got, <laughs> I got given two potatoes today, two really, really big potatoes that were like out just fresh out of a field. And in turn, if, I, did... if oh, I do. Oh, I do. Oh, I might. All right, yeah. I'm going to use one for a jacket potato, <laughs> cook one, and then stab the other one with bits of plastic. Throw it up on Instagram and so let us see it. That's what I was thinking, yeah. 
<laughs> throwback. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, do, I like doing things old school. Yeah, why yeah. not? It's like get a spud gun while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> you probably end up shooting someone I, in the eye and then getting bloody told off. It's something I've never had. I had catapults and all never kinds of. Yeah, God, but no, I never had a spud gun. I'm too young for spud gun, and I still had a spud gun. Oh, I need, I need, yeah, I need one of those yeah. in my life. eBay after this, I could tell. But yeah, I'm hoping that once we've got enough <laughs> listeners, we can say stuff like that, and they'll they'll send us. Send us a spud. Gun. Yeah, we'll get them, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we'll get you a spud gun in the future when we got a few. <laughs> but uh, I do thank you to everyone that has listened already, and for your constructive criticism. And tell us if you like or not. I really do appreciate that. But let's kick off some more official news, obviously, because that it wasn't down to us. But we like to think we've got a little victory there. Yeah. But one thing I wanted to bring up with cancel culture, we've got a few things here. But the first main thing I want to talk about is Space Jam Two has obviously been announced. They've released some pictures because the you know they filmed the majority of it. I don't know if it's in post production or anything now. But one thing the internet was kicking off about this week was that they have desexualized Lola Bunny. So Lola Bunny is the female Bugs Bunny in the film. In the original film, what was it, in the 90s, she was very sexualised in the fact that she wore short shorts and she had like a crop top and she was had big breasts and obviously everyone was like, oh, Bunny. The director went on to say in this one that, also, by the way, the director is the cousin of Spike Lee, which I thought was a nice little cool thing. But he said to, they did this to be a strong role model for younger viewers and it's important to reflect the authenticity of strong, capable female characters. So that's why he said they desexualized her. Okay. What's your thoughts on that? Well, aren't they the adult versions of Looney Tunes characters? Because you've got Tiny yeah, Tunes. Yeah. yeah, you've got yeah, Tiny Tunes. Tiny Tunes are the, yeah, yeah, it's the adult. So she can be sexualized. But yeah, well, he's just not going over the top. You. You want to have it enough to know that she's a lady and if in the film she needs to be a lady of any kind of sexual nature, then you have it ramp it to the level that it needs to be. If not, you tone it down. She doesn't have to wear a low-cut top swinging huge boobs around. No, I fully no, agree with that. It's just do what, yeah, it's, just, it's um, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, with Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. She's as she's over overly sexualized, but you know, for a reason. It's not just you know. Oh, well, we'll we'll just make her like that. You know, you, yeah. she she was overly sexualized for a reason. And it's part of the movie. Yeah, she's more of a love interest in that, and I guess Roger Rabbit to a degree is still there's adult humor in there. It's for adults in a yeah. sense, as much as it is for kids. Whereas Space Jam, there's nostalgia there. And obviously, you've got I don't I can't remember who it is this time. I think it's is it LeBron James is the star, the athlete. So obviously, you've got that fans that they'd obviously watch it with their kids. But it, primarily, it's a kids' film, right? So you know, and ch- t- ch- times are changing. Sorry, so yeah. you will keep well, them what did you just say? Just chat chat. I've got my tongue tied. That's clear it. Oh, okay, yeah, untie yourself and carry on. <laughs> but one thing I did read, um, I think I saw it on Lad Bible of all places today, was there's <laughs> this 
Yeah, I know. What a place for news source in here for this podcast. Oh, yeah. But basically, yeah. there's apparently an ex-pro golfer who's female called Paige Spirinak. I hope I've not butchered that, but I don't follow golf. But she said she's offended by the change because she said it's insinuating that you can't be sexy and strong and that the d- director decided to take away the character's femininity. Now, that's obviously a female's view on it, which obviously I respect, you know, because it's more... I think it's that's where we need to go from how females feel it more about you know yeah because yeah, for me as well I've never seen the need for sexualizing cartoons it's like it's cartoon I don't get off on that and I, I you know there might be people out there that do and each their own but in a kids cartoon it's not needed it's not like some of these other things we're going to discuss now where I think I fully go no that's that's cancel culture yeah you're just being an idiot for the sake of being an idiot because you want to get rid of that thing. But, you know, I kind of do agree to the director. And the other thing that's big on this space jam too is that they've got rid of a complete character. So the, the Pepe Le Pew character has been completely cut. This is due to the fact that his character, in the if you go back and watch the cartoons, it does the sis, he does the female skunk. He, like, caresses her arm, kisses her, and he drags her in, and he doesn't let her get away. And what they've said is that he normalises rape culture. And the scene in this film was going to be the fact that he was in a bar and he was hitting on a woman and he was then going to grab her arm and start kissing her arm and she was going to slap him and, like, ping him off. Okay, yeah. So I could definitely agree why that character's been cut because that is very behind with the times in a sense that the comedy all... Yeah, 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 yeah. Realistically, you've got to keep up with culture to a certain extent. You can't... Yeah. I mean, that one's been flat out, yeah. Get rid. It'd be nice at times to to go. Well, no, do, can we not actually assess that a bit more? But yeah, you've exactly. got to keep up with culture, and then and with that, and yeah, I agree. You you know, with that one, I think yeah, boom. There's, there's classy way, there's classy ways of talking to ladies, and then there's very unclassy ways. Yeah, so and like I said, maybe not with. Could be quite a broad statement and like quite harsh, but it does in the sense that he's forcing something against their will, especially <laughs> with it the female skunk. So it's that's what I mean. Yeah, and you can't be putting that impression on kids in a kids' film. End of. Another thing on the council culture front was the fact that six Doctor Zeus books, um, they weren't they weren't the main big ones, um, but have now been ceased from printing because they contain stereotypes of a clearly, this is what I'm seeing, I'm quoting from the article, a clearly racist nature. I mean, oh. Dr. Zeus for me is just, I mean, I've read, you know, you read them as a kid, you read them now. I've been to the Dr. Zeus land in Florida. Yeah. I've never, ever got any racial connotations from that. I've just thought they Don't were all ridiculous. Me. Yeah. I thought the whole, that, not the point. I thought, but then again, a lot of, um, what are they, uh, nursery rhymes and songs that yep. songs that we've sung as children. You look, you look into the history of these songs, Ring a Ring of Roses. Yeah. They're not, it's not, they're not, they come from somewhere real. And they, they're the stories that he's written, they might well have came from somewhere real and the connotations might be. I don't necessarily yeah. know. All I know is what I've read and heard of it. It's just ridiculous. And, yeah, you know, it, I fully agree it, with that. It, it, I mean, and also what I would say is that we also need to learn from these things. You know, you can't keep just cutting things out and 
pretending they don't exist. It's a good way to see that we've moved on from them kind of things and that we don't do that anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's obviously certain things we've got to get rid of that are ridiculous. Like, I know there's a, this Disney film that's completely, they've eradicated from their history. I think it's um, Song of the South or something. And if you watch that, I've seen clips and it is very, oh. very, very bad. Oh, I but, haven't. I haven't seen that film in absolute years, but all I have is positive memories from that film. And you will never see that film again because that film is literally, like I say, Disney have eradicated that. That that it gets uploaded on YouTube and it's got. Oh, does that minutes? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that might mean that. I can say because I've got stuffed toys that came from Disney with. Oh, splash! Because that's what Splash Mountains. Based on. Right, yeah, yeah. You go through there and all you hear is zippity doo da zippity day. My oh my what a wonderful day. I always took positive from it. But then again I was a naive child rather than yeah. And I don't I need to oh I say I need to. I wanna I do want to watch that again now and actually look at it with a critical eye rather than a childish skipping along not knowing well, there's danger around the corner. A future retro round that we try and dig it up and give it a watch and then Definitely have oh, a yeah. look. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, we'll try and find... It'll be hard, hard to find, but we'll try and find it. But yeah. the funny thing about this Dr. Zeus thing is they've ceased these six books. It's led to a massive surge in sales for Dr. Zeus books. <laughs> so it's obviously... It's gone well some in some regard for the Dr. Zeus. Oh, no, obviously he's not alive anymore, but the, the family estate are obviously going to be making money off of it. Yeah. So, I mean, they've said they're not going to... They're not that it doesn't exist anymore. They're not going to push it out the line like that. That It's just that these six books in general are going to... They're just not going to be published anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So whether or not you're on the fence about that, it's it's all this cancel culture thing. People are getting upset about it. And like I said, personally for me, it's we need to learn and take lessons from these old things away from it. I mean, and then the last one I've got on this cancel culture, which obviously trended again on TikTok, was the fact that Gen Z on TikTok were trying to cancel Eminem. And specifically, listening back to the song that was Love the Way You Lie with Riada. So yeah, that basically, which it, one's Gen Z? Gen Z's like the newest generation here from 2000. Is that right? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I, they get, I get confused by all of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know to a degree. But, you know, these are the guys that love TikTok. They're into all that jazz. I mean, I've just started my Instagram again for this because I don't I've never really used Instagram so it's like I can't get on with TikTok either I don't really get TikTok I've, I've been shared funny clips and stuff but apparently they, they were going mad on there they were listening to Love the Way You Lie saying that it glorifies abuse in relationships which is never what I ever got from that song I always thought it was on about how relationships can be toxic yeah some of the lyrics are a bit forceful and obviously but that's Eminem to a degree he's always at that you oh, know, yeah, it's a bit of a shock jock for, a, well, for yeah. a, anyway, to a certain extent. Yeah. He's, but again, it's like but... that music is out there. For me, music, and this is weird for me because I'm defending Eminem, but one of the things, I don't think music gets a bad enough rap for its effect on kids. Games, movies, TV shows, they all get this bad rap. They're always blamed for things, but music never does. I mean, you should go and look at like one of the biggest songs of last year was Cardi B with that bloody whap, which was all like wet, wet ass pussy, and you got kids going that, around loving that. That was horrific. That yeah, was utterly horrific. I I left the room whenever it came on. 
Yeah. I'm not interested in whatsoever in listening to it. It's horrific. But and then but these are the same people, this is the same generation that loves that music, but then go and have a go at Eminem for music he released. Well, I d I don't I can't remember oh, of course. it was. I mean, I did love Eminem's reply, which he like shared this video from his lyrics from Tone Deaf, which was I won't stop till my hair turns grey because they won't stop till they cancel cancel me. Mm. You know, and he's playing it on the nose. Eminem's one of them guys that he's not gonna let it get to him. It, well, it will respond. He'll respond in that some was, way in the song. Yeah, that's how he did it, yeah. That's, so yeah. It, it was his his song already released um, ah. from his last album, which I can't, I don't even think I've listened to, to be fair. It's but that's what, no. So that's what he, you know, he released that lyric from it, which <laughs> it worked perfectly to what he was saying. It was a good rebuttal, in my opinion. He, You know, and... Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, this all the thing is as well. They want to cancel him. It's bloody good publicity for him. He's, he's, you know, he's probably getting streams to his songs now. I love you. I wouldn't be surprised if love the way you lie. You know, did it. And going back to last week again on the podcast when we were discussing Linkin Park and Jay Z, I actually really like that love you way you lie. Look, I like rap mixes with different genres, and this in this case, obviously pop with Rihanna. And I, thought, I think that is one of his better songs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. Don't cancel it, is what I'm saying. Isn't there, did he do two songs with Rihanna? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't, so I don't I think he did. But... Yeah, I really followed him way back, not too modern, so I can't really, I can't really remember. Yeah, if I if we weren't recording, I'd be looking on my phone right now. Anyway, but let's, let's move on. Yeah, so that's all the news I wanted to try and cover this week. I've not really kept up, like I say, we've We've had a bit of a week off and we've co- correlated all this together. So have you been watching anything good this week, Chris? Or uh, just, what just more Bojack. Just more Bojack. Just more Bojack. Bojack Horseman. Yeah, you've been you've been taking up... Oh, I don't know if I should say this now because they might be listening and stop my Netflix, but you've been taking <laughs> up that space so I can't watch my Netflix at some point. So I know you've been watching it and enjoying it. <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. Yeah, I've been absolutely loving it. I think it's a great show. For if you want... You kind of, it's a show for me that gives you any, anything and everything you really want. Yeah? Yeah, if you want to just sit there and just have something on in the background not really pay much attention. It's great for that. If you want a solid storyline that that sort of builds upon characters and is true to itself, you get that, and you get sort of silly little comedy and Easter eggs. Yeah, I I, I adore the show. I think the score is brilliant as well. Songs to choose. Yeah, it's just a, it's a it is a, just a, a really 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 well made show. Yeah, spot. On. I'm definitely yeah. going to check. And, and to be honest, well. Thinking about it, I'm stepping over the lead then, realistically, because the whole show is based around Hollywood. Yeah. And re- realistically, the whole show, every man in the show is an idiot. And every woman in the show is relatively smart. Yeah. And it just, it, they really play on, play on that sort of, yeah, chauvinistic man over woman, woman do as told. You know, old, old, old way of thinking. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's a good, good way to do it as well. You know, you don't see that in animation form a lot either. Yeah, there were what they. The good thing with Netflix was that it was an opportunity for 
shows that you wouldn't normally see. Yeah. Because they're not, you know, you watching watching on TV, etc. You don't. They're not as experimental. It's got well, it's tried tried and tested formulas. Yeah. Netflix came along and it gave the opportunity for smaller smaller makers to make like good art. And that, you know, that Bojack Horseman show isn't somebody that's just gone. Oh, I've got an opportunity. Oh, there you go, mindless crap. Yeah. Gone. Well, okay. I know. Uh, there's a story I want to tell here. There's points that I want to get across, and it's walks the line a little bit. To be fair, it could have got itself in trouble. Yeah. But it was. It, it was. Yeah. I haven't. I'm only halfway through it. So. Um, but I've I've talked to a few people about it, and I've, yeah, it's it's. It really is worth the uh, worth the effort, but if we're not careful, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about it for hours. So again, <laughs> probably we'll, we'll have an old episode on it together. Hey, I'll watch it, and then we'll have an old episode together talking about it. How about that? Oh, come yeah, on, I'm down. We can watch like either the whole show or or the first yeah. series or something, and just yeah, discuss. But well, one thing. Oh. Animated wise, I rewatched recently was the pandemic special of South Park. Oh, yes. Because um, they've done a second one now that I've not caught yet. Yeah. Uh, which are in it. And I just wanted to touch base. I know we've talked about this before, but. And also, I wanted to take a shout out there because one of my friends, I know she'll be listening right now, and she hates the way I say South Park. So I'm just leaving that in there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to the pandemic special episode. It's, it's one of my favorite episodes of South Park because Cartman. There's the first truly selfish thing he's ever done in that show. I mean, I can't even remember how many series that are, like 23 or something. Mm. And he is, this is a guy, well, a kid, that has fed someone's parents to him as revenge. And he's, he's the most oh, he's it, horrific, a horrific yeah. human being. Uh, and in this but episode, endearing. Yeah. And in this episode, like, I would say to anyone, if you like, even like South Park and you haven't watched it in ages or you fell out of love with it, go watch the pandemic special, A, because it's hilarious to do with pandemic and all that jazz. But, and the way it deals with Stan in that episode, and then we revert back to Cartman at the end and Cart, you know, coming back that Stan's feelings and how he's down because of the pandemic. And Cartman truly does his first ever selfless thing that he's ever done in that show. And yeah. I mean, I don't know, I watched it when I was a bit drunk. But the first time, but when I rewatched it, I still felt it was the most it was the most emotional I've ever felt myself. Part. I'm not saying it was I was in yeah. front of two, but it no. did hit me a little bit, and it, you know, and it was it really it really landed, you know, and you know when something lands that sweet spot and it really works, and that did for me. So yeah. I, read, I read a review for it before I watched it, and it really slated the episode. And when I watched it, I because my friend bigged it up to me first, and and I really loved that episode. Yeah, and I think that's it's one of them really good ones. Of, I think South Park to me is that's my favorite animated show anyway. Yeah, it, we've it, before. it needs to be really, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so so smart, so funny. It's evolved as well, like with the times oh. changing characters, you know, because it was Cartman for so long, like that was the focal point of the show, oh. and they realized they had something with Randy. Yeah, whether or not they need to take a step back from Randy now because they've pushed him for the last few series. But I think, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, I Trey trust, Parker and Matt Bird are very clever, aren't they? I trust in their process. Yeah. They'll, uh, yeah. they'll yeah. it, they know what they're doing. And then one thing I just want to touch base quickly on what else I've watched is um, 
is obviously the one division finished. We've got we've actually got Wind Soldier and Falcon starting tomorrow as well. Um, so I know obviously you haven't watched one division yet, but just a couple of points from me is that the finale obviously was on last last no not last Friday the Friday before. That's obviously how long we haven't done it. And overall, I thought the season was great. A nice little show, brilliant, different for Marvel, completely different. But then that's also where my main gripe, I would say, with the finale was, was that it felt that it went back to normal Marvel. The fact that there was like pew, 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 with just magic powers. Okay. Yeah, it was like usual Marvel. Oh, we've got to the finale point now. We've just got to have a big battle of, you know, orbs being thrown at each other, something like that. And it was... It was a disappointing scent, but then it ended really well. It was really emotional. I wouldn't say it was as big as a gut punch as I wanted emotionally. I felt it, but yeah, the way I put it, this is what I've always said, is that I haven't said it. I mean, this is the way I thought. Is that if I <laughs> went to the game and to- when Tony Stark dies, spoilers alert, <laughs> but if you haven't watched Endgame by now, you don't care, <laughs> that when Tony Stark dies in that film, it feels like it's that final line for him. Yeah. The bit with Pepper, the bit with Peter, everything, it works really well. Yeah. And there's this bit in WandaVision, I'm trying not to be spoilerish, you might have to just get it over, but there's a bit where the character says goodbye to someone and that, like, because they're about to die, in a sense, and that person goes, well, we'll meet again. And I'm like, I might know that this is a comic book thing and you're going to come back because they can always bring you back because you're based on a comic book. But don't yeah. tell me that. Don't don't in that moment go, yeah, I'm dying, but I could be back. Like yeah. that. Yeah. It, treat, that it treats the audience a bit like an idiot, doesn't it? Yeah. Really? yeah <laughs> I, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe yeah. I will. Well, you, well. you know you're watching a comic book show. You know this person could come out, so we'll just tell you. And it's like, but you had this, it was a really nice emotional scene. And the whole story in this series is about grief. And that's why it's really good. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Wanda dealing with the grief of losing Vision, losing her family, and all that stuff. So it is really good. Okay, yeah. Because it was Vision's. Vision's the one was played by Spader, wasn't he? That's Ultron. Oh, Ultron. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Is Vision, who obviously in Infinity War gets his, he has the Mind Stone in his head. And Thanos rips it out. So that's how he dies. Yeah. If you remember that. And then obviously they're dating and stuff. And then I won't get too much in for you so you can enjoy it. But yeah, there's that bit that left me a bit that. And then the other thing that really annoyed me, and I know this has annoyed a lot of people on the internet. They, you know, I mean, I'm not getting into this that I speculated loads of things. Like everyone was going out, all these throwing all these wild theories out of there. But one of the things was obviously there was meant to be this X-Men universe crossover, which everyone got really excited about. So did I. I popped massive for it. I texted my friends about it. Like, oh, my God, he's seen what this was. Got really ex- too overly excited for it. Even texted my sister like, did you watch this week's? Which was good. Yeah. And they ended up, Marvel basically, in the, literally in the finale, basically went, oh, that's a dick joke. Watch it. You'll understand. They basically throw away one of their biggest twists, what could have been, as a dick joke. Oh, that's okay. all I'm saying there. So I can understand why people were a bit peeved about that. Is that going to lead later on to more? Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel know. like it did. It very you know, much something, something bigger, something you kind of you need to let some you need to let people down to 
further something later on. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I ain't. Well, the, the director came out and he said a few things about one division that he didn't mean to drop so many things in there that would tease too much. Obviously, this one very much was to tease this big twist, but it felt like it ended on it because it's not the character you thought it was. Basically, okay. is what I was saying. So, and yeah, in the, in the end, a lot of people come out and said, well, you've just done this massive tease just to end up it being a dick joke and we're not happy about it. But I imagine so. I imagine it's disappointing. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's what it was. Oh, okay. I'm investing my time and my emotions into this and you're just going to, yeah. Yeah. It literally, and it's literally, that is how it happens. He goes like, it literally says boner and the character says, boner. And that's it. And it's, it's played off like that. And then I don't actually think you don't see that character again in that episode. I'm not excited. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but watch it. I do really recommend that as much as you do, Bojack Horfus. It is a really good series about grief and how you deal with that. And obviously, while we just quickly, I forgot to mention in news, was the fact that Endgame is no longer officially the highest grossing film of all time because Avatar re released in cinemas in China, I think, last week. So, Avatar was officially the highest grossing film of all time. I don't yeah. know. If you've, have you seen Avatar? I have. I really enjoyed the bits that are more in the real world. The, bit, uh-huh. the real world, the real world parts of that film, I really enjoyed. The moment they went into the Avatar world, I I just turned off. I thought, well, I didn't turn off. When I ended up actually watching it, I watched it and I hated it. And it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But but let me. I've got to. I've got to preface this with. I watched the trailers for that movie countless amounts of times. And it was a long trailer. And the very first time it came on, I was just like, that looks pretty, but it doesn't look pretty in an appealing, I want to watch this. Oh, I'm really engaged. It looked to me, it just sold. Well, it sold 3D, didn't it? That was its big. I don't necessarily know. All I know is that I was... But then again, I didn't know any of the backstory. I didn't know that he had this vision of making this movie and waited, you know, had to wait for the technology to... You know, I knew none of this. I was just, every, you know, got more and more annoyed by watching this extra long advert for a film that looked god-awful. Yeah. When I was seeing it, which was probably about three years after it came out, the only went, person who hasn't seen it. <laughs> I went, oh, okay, yeah, half of that actually was really good. But the other half was rubbish. You know, if, if somebody went, like, if somebody went, I've got to watch The Matrix or that one, I'd obviously choose The Matrix. Clearly, yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, it's for one of me, James Cameron's obviously a very visionary director, like he said. He had to wait for it to catch up the technology. He's done it with countless films. He did it with the Abyss back in the eighties. It was like you know, yeah. for the time, ridiculous good technology. Avatar for me, it just don't hold up. You watch it again, it's got so many sci-fi tropes in it. And it it's, it's so like other films. I just, I never really enjoyed it that much when I went to watch it. I thought like, I mean, you, I know you said you didn't think it was pretty in a sense. It's not pretty, pretty. Whereas I thought it. I mean, I went to see it in three D. It was the first ever film I watched in three D that I thought. Okay, because th- it was made for three D. It wasn't. It, was it all in? Was it all encompassing, or was it? Was yeah. it depth? It, or was uh, it depth yeah. Or... yeah, it was. It was the first. It's not one of the films that does 
oh, here, there's a dagger coming at the screen to like, oh, yeah. shit, like that kind of rubbish. It was yeah. actually like you were immersive in it. I will give it that. But I mean, storyline-wise, yeah. it's just a, it's a very meh film. To think it's the highest, and I'm not saying that Avengers should be the highest grossing film of all time, although I'm a big fan. I just it was still. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Disney don't care because they own both properties now, so they've got yeah. the first and second. I mean, if you adjust it for inflation, it's gone with the wind anyway. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah but, that makes complete sense. Yeah, so I mean, it's just a quick news topic, and obviously, whatever it's back in the film. I think it was a massive. It was the first big like Western film for China that really broke their box office as well. Yeah, this know. is why. This is why you need to have a listen to that podcast that I mentioned earlier. Mm. Yeah, yes, the podcast for anybody who's listening, the podcast is ninety nine percent invisible. It's a tremendous podcast. Something different every week, but you you'll you'll learn something. Yeah. And yeah, if you have a listen, you'll you you might well learn something about cinema. Yeah, and the different like you were saying about grossing films, grossing, and there's a lot. Like, so it was an interesting half an hour, so I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah, I'll have to give it a bash. Like I said, I yeah, would give, have done. give it a listen. Give it a listen this week. I'll send you over a link, and then we can have a chat about it next week. Yeah, spot on. Right, that's news and what we've been watching. Our throwback 30 part of the podcast where we usually go over retro, and this week it's a special edition of Versage, which is the SNES versus the Mega Drive slash Genesis. Bear on where you lived. Both came out in 1990. Sega is my baby, which I'm going to defend. Move. And Chris yes. is going to defend the SNES. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I did a better Mario impression there as well. That- yeah, it was rubbish. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. I know if mine was any good, but yours was rubbish. No, I'm going to say is Sega. <laughs> Beautiful. Perfect Obviously, response. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we did a little poll on Instagram. We didn't get thousands to vote, but we got a few people to vote. You voted, which was very biased. You shouldn't have voted. I didn't vote. I left my. I let the the people out there vote and oh, get, get over yourself man <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you just brought up your scores for your snes because it did lose mega drive one which was quite surprising and even when we spoke about doing this round i was quite i did say to you i've got to put up a hell of a fight for good reason and i'm going to let you first of all i'm going to let you take the lead on this chris and let you say big up to me the snes tell me why the snes is the better with console of the two because it looked better, it had better games, the controller was better. The controller wasn't better. That's the most ridiculous statement you've said so far, but carry on. What? <laughs> the controller wasn't better. How it, what? How is it not? You literally that- played things like fighting games, the Street Fighter 2 and stuff. It was miles better on a Sega because you had like the... What, three buttons? You had less buttons? You didn't have... No... Well, you have six, didn't you, for the Super... Didn't they add something for, say, Street Fighter? Oh, I don't know. They might have done, but as far as I'm concerned, it was a console with three buttons. No, I wouldn't... 
Oh, I'll be uh, there. Uh, uh, see, you've got to put up a hell of a Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on, carry on, carry on. I've got, I've okay. got a fight coming. I've got a fight coming. Okay. But I personally <laughs> fighting games were better on it, but no, okay. well, maybe you've that. Yeah, I didn't necessarily play fighting games. I was playing all my little cool kiddie ones. Yeah. So, one argument that I will have that won't necessarily be applicable in the US, and I'm not sure about Japan, but over here, the Color combination of the buttons having the four different colors, yeah. No, yeah, that was all gimmick enough in itself. To oh, oh, look at all that cool colors. Oh, I'm pressing the red one, and then press the green one. And you know, it was but, but to defend the Sega, there obviously, this was the snares primarily was the second console for Nintendo, so they had something to build upon. Whereas the Sega was the first one of its kind for Sega, so you know, what, what, what about the Master System? Was the Mega Drive after the Master System? Yes, most definitely. Oh, shit, you're ODB so far. That's not... <laughs> the Mega Drive <laughs> was the first console I had, all right? Oh, all right. Say, so, yeah, I had a NES first, which realistically is actually my favourite, really, but that's nostalgia. Yeah. I haven't played a lot of NES games in oh, many, no. many years. The main reason I want to pick up Sega is because of nostalgia. Hmm. And one thing I will say is, obviously, there was a large amount of games that are on both here. There was a large amount of games that are on the Sega Mega Drive and the SNES. Um, one amazing game I want to get straight out there that actually was then imported on over from the Genesis to the SNES because it was such a hit was Earthworm Jim. So oh. you wouldn't have had Earthworm Jim if it wasn't for the Sega, okay? Let's that's just put that, that out. That's, that's yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... That's and solid. I, the the games like the Disney games and the Sega were better because I mean some of them were the same. I think the Lion King was the same, but things like Aladdin was changed dramatically for the SNES. And actually, I thought it was always better on the Sega because it was harder and more of an action game. Whereas they they tried to make it too platformy, you know, the Nintendo way. I would say okay over on that. And then also one of the other big games I want to say that was ported over that they didn't do was Jurassic Park. Didn't have the way you played as a Velociraptor. <laughs> okay. On the Sega, you played as a Velociraptor for Christ's oh, sake. Yeah. You actually did, yes. Yeah, you did it on the SNES. It was just all oh. and Grant. It was boring. All right, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you're, you're winning, actually, at the minute. You're changing my mind. Come on, bring something back. Bring, something, bring the beef. <laughs> <laughs> bring, bring the, the beef. beef. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's a terrible saying, but I like it. I'm sticking with it. But, well, was Bart's Nightmare on... I don't think so. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I've only ever played that at your house. Ah, because well, yeah, because it's the best game ever. Yeah, bloody yeah, hard. It's no, it's ridiculously hard. Yeah. Like, that's half the fun in it. Yeah, and that's half and the fun it, of these old games that you just don't get anymore. Is it? Oh, is it too? Oh, <clears throat> how to put it? It doesn't feel too difficult that I'll never complete it, but it. It's not too easy that I'll get bored of it. Yeah. It's that perfect middle balance of yeah. if I keep chipping away at this, I will achieve this. And boom, you know, it wouldn't, the, the day that I get, you know, even a bit closer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit closer. Best I've ever got is five papers. I've collected five papers. And how many have you got to collect? I think it's seven or eight. Hmm. I'm not necessarily sure. I don't know. 
I just know I've collected five papers, which has got my grade up. But it's been it's a, it's a dodgy game. But then again, I've I've only recently found out that if you press hold and hold a button, you can move the little uh, bubble gum things that you can blow. So you can actually control that, which I didn't realise you could. So you're still which, learning as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, to me, that went. I watched it and went, oh, well, that's a game changer because I was just watching a YouTube video. Yeah. I like, well, that's a game changer. I didn't know you could do that. So now I'm, yeah, I've only played it a few times since and it's quite hard for me to control it while because it's a new thing. But since yeah, I played more, that, won't you? yeah, I, I just need to get back around to playing it again. I, don't know. I think Still one of the big thing. things we've obviously got to discuss about if we're doing versus is the whole thing of the mascot of both console, which is Mario versus Sonic. Yeah. Well, there, that's why I win. No. See, I don't. <laughs> I've always much preferred, and I will still to this day. I will pick up the original Sonic games over the original Mario. I think it's more colourful. It's better looking, and the spin-offs are. I mean, it's going to be hard to debate Mario Kart. I'm never going to obviously say that there's a spin-off to equal that on Sonic. But on, we're specifically talking about the Mega Drive to the SNES. You've got Sonic One. You got Sonic Two, which brought in multiplayer, which was a game changer when I was a kid. When you, I mean, you didn't really do a lot, but when you had your little friend flying behind you, his tails, and you swung yeah. off of Sonic like, ah, yeah, see you later, mate. You had Sonic Spinball, and that's, that's another tremendous game. So yeah, which you don't have, and Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Was that only good? I don't know. That was just another. It was off, pills game. It was a, like a bit of a rib on um, one of the Nintendo Doctor, Doctor Mario. Yeah, might have been, but I I enjoyed it. It was an easy little platformer, like that platformer. Sorry, a little puzzle game. Yeah. Stupidly, it looked good. You know, it was it was underrated. But I think Sonic Spinball is one of the most underrated games. Oh, of all of all time, yeah. It's so hard again. It's a really yeah. tough game, but massively hard. Like I literally didn't complete the first level until I bought <laughs> until I bought it again way back on like when the PS2 did a collection oh. of Sega games. As a kid, yeah, it was. You didn't beat the. I yeah. don't think I ever. I beat the first level. I beat the first level. I think no, did I? I'm not sure if I, I might be with you. I might have only yeah. ever just been playing the first first table. Yeah, I think I did, and I still enjoyed doing that. I can remember when I played it again, I, I got like a section up on the left or something, and I was like, what? I, I didn't realise it was there. Like, that's mm-hmm. that You know, when you're a kid, you, you still have this vivid yeah. memory of this game being great, and you didn't even unlock the potential yeah. of it. Because obviously yeah. now these days you can watch on the internet, oh, well, I want to know what that level is and stuff. But um, go on then, you, you argue why Mario is better than Sonic. I mean, in a character in a sense as well, I mean, he's just an Italian plumber, isn't he? Whereas this is a... It's yeah. a it's a hedgehog that's fast, and that's not what they do. Bum, bum, bum. But uh, Italians, are they plumbers? I think they are, aren't they? Well, I think anyone could be a plumber. I <laughs> know, <laughs> well, but just typically. But not every hedgehog could be fast. That's all I'm saying, okay? Not everywhere. Not everyone can be Sonic or The Flash. Or... Who, are, yeah, who else is fast? Off... Oh, Benny, Benny Hill. He was pretty fast. <laughs> the fastest milk cart in the West. <laughs> Why didn't they make a game about him? Who? What? Who are you talking about? Isn't it ben- did, he have a, oh. did Benny Hill? I don't know. I'm just all I know is he ran around like an idiot with stupid music. 
Didn't he do the song Fastest Milk Cut in the West? Am I just... He probably, he probably did. I just thought you might oh, have been really? thinking that I meant... It was the Fastest Milk Cut in the West, were they? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we lose track. Get back on. <laughs> Mario, go. We'll go, yeah. Um, we had Yoshi. Yeah, Yoshi's over here. Uh, yeah. But then again... Yoshi or Tails? I mean, Yoshi you. wasn't... Was Yoshi in... I don't think he was back on the SNES days. No, no, he wasn't. No, no. no you had raccoon, you had raccoon suits and Hammerman suits. Yeah, yeah. No, you. To be fair, I'm, I'm with you. Because for me, I'm with you, it was. I think they're a bit bland. I know this is going to be uh, upset a lot of people, but the first couple of Mario games, just, you play them again a bit now. They're a bit bland. Whereas the level designs in Sonic, how much they change and stuff. Yeah. Like going through the different areas, like then you've got the casino levels. and Because it, again, it was like when I was a kid, I only played a certain amount of levels, got so far, and I'm like, damn it, I'm out of lives. And obviously you had to take the cartridge out and stuff. And you couldn't save that progress. And like, you didn't realise how much. And then I found there's more levels on that that I loved. And I just think, I think in general on Sega, there was a lot more. And I know Nintendo was the platform kind of king in a sense of that, you know, and don't get me wrong, Nintendo have obviously wiped the floor with Sega in the future. You know, Nintendo's still going strong, making their own consoles. Sega's still making games. But, you know, Nintendo have obviously still going strong. But things yeah. like, I mean, you had Toe Jam and Earl. Like, there were so many underrated platformers on Sega that don't get as much. I mean, obviously Alex the Kid. And then there's great beat-em-ups like Street, you know, Streets of Rage. You've got your Mortal Kombat's and your Street Fighters. I know they went across, obviously, both. And then I think Castle of Illusion, which was Mickey Mouse. That was one of my favourite games when I was a kid. I think that was on both as well, to be fair, though. And just... Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and you had really hard, like, just the amount of hard games on there, like, was it Ghouls and Ghosts or something? And then you even had that... One of the games, again, that I can remember only ever doing one level of, it was called Desert Strike. And at the time, it blew my mind as a kid that you played this helicopter. And it, I didn't even know what I was doing, but games like that and Golden Axe, they were all just madness. <laughs> just like, I just can remember playing them and like say, I want to, re- I've got to say you again now and I need to replay them all. Cause I think you lent me lemons the other day as well for it. And just, I just, it's the console for me. Cause it was the console when I grew up and I just absolutely adore that console. And I think when they did the SNES remake, you know, they did it recently where it came preloaded with the games and they yeah. did that limited run. I just hated I don't know why Nintendo have got this bloody thing with doing a limited run of things to hark up money and stuff. They've done it now with Mario's anniversary and Sega did it. And the first one they brought out, you could actually still put your cartridges into it as well. So it had the preloaded games. And if you had games that weren't on there, you could put it into this like mini console, which I thought was yeah. a fantastic idea as well. Well, it's, with regards to Nintendo, they're, yeah, they're quite savvy really on, only limiting everything, so then it becomes precious. Yeah, but... if everything, if they went, if they go, here you go, here's this, and here's everything for it, then well, how precious is that? It's and everybody can have one. It, whereas, if like they've brought back the little, um, was it play and go? Yeah, uh, game of watch, watch, is it? Yeah, game of watch, that's yeah. it, the original, where they really started. Yeah. Yeah, they've brought those back, but they're only limited, and you only you don't get many games on there. No, I think. But they'll keep bringing they'll keep bringing them out. They'll keep bringing them out with the other games, and you'll and people will buy them. 
Yeah, they will. It's okay. Yeah, there's a couple that I'd be interested in in buying just to have as a novel little thing. Yeah. I do to be fair, they they double quite nicely as an alarm clock as well. That's quite a savvy thing I noticed they did with it. Yeah, they did, yeah. It's got like all the couches going across at the back and stuff, hasn't it? Like Yeah. There's like forty different secret little things you can do with it. Yeah. So sort of, you can sort of find figure them out as you do it. Yeah. So I thought that was quite smart. And in turn if they bring out one of the games that I actually want to play, then I'll probably get one. Because I do I don't have an alarm clock past my phone and I ideally want to get my phone out of the bedroom because it's not for a bedroom. No. No, I do stupidly play my phone before we're burning it keeps you awake. Yeah. I mean the thing I mean obviously I've not have you got any other games you particularly want to mention for that SNES kind of era? Obviously Mario's the biggest one, isn't it, for Oh Kirby. Um never played Kirby really. Never got into Kirby. Yeah, I I was more of I was actually more of a NES. I didn't get a, a SNES until I was Quite a lot older. I brought well, I brought one off off a friend. Yeah. So I was about I think I was about four. I think for four years. I, but I just I kept playing my NES. I loved. I absolutely adored that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and like I say, I, I, you know, I concede. I concede. You, the Mega Drive is. <laughs> I did my. I took this fight seriously. Me and nope. the voters on Instagram have defeated you. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I was I was I was disheartened from the start, really. I expected the vote to go my way and just me say a load of jargon that didn't really mean much and, and then to walk away and go, Woohoo! You can always go back on that, couldn't you? No, I'm tired to be honest, so <laughs> I I haven't really got much memory space for the world of Super Nintendo right now. No. It was I can imagine the console and the controller in my hand and playing about three different games. Busters, Buster, what was it? Busters. Oh, the Tiny Toons. Tiny Toons. The Tiny Toons game that was on there. That was great. I don't actually think I owned a SNES. I don't think I ever did. I think it's very, you know, going back into it. Or, or, Or even I don't think I owned a NES. Sega was literally my first console. Then a PS1 and went on from that. So I can even remember being a naughty boy and having a chip PS1. Ooh, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, so PS1, I, I had a PS1, but I didn't like the loading time. I didn't understand, obviously, any of the science behind it. At the time, but, yeah. Yeah, but I was just like, no, I'm not, well, I don't want to have to load stuff. And what are these discs that I'm going to scratch? Because I wasn't <laughs> really down. So I kind of, and I got bored of games, got more realistic, and I, don't really want to play a game that feels like real life because what's the point? Fair you, you want to escape real. You want to escape real life, don't you? So if you're playing, I don't know, card or something like that, you know, well, that's just yeah. But in real life, you should real shoot life. people, Chris. So, <laughs> hey, well, yeah, but well, you don't need to shoot people at all. What was what's the what's the need what? really? Unless you're unless you're angry, and why do you and we you don't you don't need to be angry. Not if you can help it. Well, who wants to be angry? Anybody who wants to be angry is, I don't know, silly. <laughs> silly. You're a silly person. Anyway, we'll yeah, take silly. that. We'll take that as the first versus round to me if we end up doing another one. 
We'll, uh, Probably not. Not, not <laughs> after that segment. <laughs> we'll see. It works. It works a little bit. I'm just happy because I won. Uh, yeah, well, you're bound to be. And that's why I'm sad. <laughs> we'll wrap it. I mean, it was a victory for me just for the fact that I even pulled good arguments. Like I said, originally I thought I'd get my feet, feet wiped off of me, but I'm happy with it. So, but we'll finish. Oh, that was solid. We'll finish up with a bit of love, hate, do not rate, which is our game where you can ask whatever you want. It doesn't have to be anything around pop culture. And literally, the co- one of the co-hosts asks the questions, the other one answers if they love it, they hate it, or do rate. Do not rate because, like Marmite, you're meant to love it or hate it. But for me, I don't. I don't rate it because I could sometimes eat it, and sometimes I don't like it. So I do not rate it. That's basically the premises for the game. This week, Chris is going to ask me the love, hate, do not rate questions. Do you want to pop along on the first one, Chris? Okay, dokie, yeah. All right, well, Roger Rabbit. Love it. Who framed, who framed Roger Rabbit? Love it. I, love it. I mean, what's what's not a lot to love? It's the first film that did, you know, revolutionised the fact that they're doing live action and cartoons together. It's funny. Bob Hoskins is brilliant in it. It's, you know, it had Looney Tunes, Disney, everything in it. Just, yeah, great film. Cool. Is it Robert? Nice as well. Hey. It is Robert Zemeckis, isn't it? Does, I'm going to have to check that if it's Robert Zemeckis that does it. Does what? Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, if he's the director. I, oh, okay. I didn't know what you meant by does it. Oh. Sorry, I think, oh, I think yeah. he's, the director, I he's the director of, well, a lot of my favourite films, so I'm presuming. Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to have to it. Is that because that's one of your favourite films, so you're presuming that he no. was the director? <laughs> <laughs> It is Robert Zemeckis, I'm happy. Boom. Nah, yeah, no, yeah. he's Back to the Future is one of my favourite films of all time and he does that, obviously. So He did, you know, he's done a lot of films. He does a lot of films that are all over the... He's not had a great career recently, but, you know, he does a lot of different genre hopping. That's what I've always liked about him. But, yeah. yeah. Next one. Okay. All right, next. All right, well, um, I'll preface, preface this with uh, not the musical. Cats. No, hey. Shat on my sandpit when I was a kid. Fuck off. I'm not a cat, man. I imagine if I say now the musical, you're going to say the exact same thing. I say do not rate. I've not watched it. I've not watched the film that's meant to be atrocious either, so I can't I can't rate it, love it or hate it. I mean, I'd probably have oh, okay. watched it. I'm not... I don't mind the odd musical. I'm not a massive fan, but... Man, I do hate cats, though. <laughs> Why do, why do cats? They know that you hate them. This is the other thing. They know you hate them, so they follow you around. They don't. They don't. They don't want affection of the people that like them. They want the affection of the people that don't like them. And that's why I'm like, go away. And I had one at work yeah. the other day. He was sniffing around my tools. I was like, go away. I'm a dog. Mate. A dog's a proper pet. If you want a pet, get a dog. Right? It's loyal. Cats are real. Uh, real. They're true. assholes. Cats are assholes. Yeah, that's why they're real. No, they don't want your affection. They're <laughs> their owners. Oh, you've got me wild up now. Get up, move on to the next one. I really don't like cats. <laughs> it's probably the worst thing you could have asked me. Oh, wicked. Well, I'm so glad <laughs> I did. Do you want to, should we carry on with this one then for at least another minute? No, I don't want to talk about them anymore. No, no. <laughs> I've said my two-piece. I don't. I'm not the biggest fan as well, to be fair, but they are, they are warming to me. Yeah. That's your old age. So, uh, well, Garfield. Uh, do not rate. 
I've done. I've done, I don't. I'm too. I'm too young for a Garfield like the original. Was it a comic originally? Like in the series? Yeah. The film. three-panel comic. Yeah. So I've never read them. I've never watched the TV show. I've seen the films. They're crap, but I can't judge it on that alone. Do you know what I mean? So I'll say do not rake. So I've not. I've not seen enough of it. Yeah. Yeah. Say, so, yeah, my opinion had come from yeah the actual just original little comics. But yeah. Books. I'm saying I always thought, yeah, I always thought they were funny. Just three little simple, simple panels. Grumpy Garfield, just never happy. Fed up with John pestering him, pestering him. I, I heard he was always annoying. <coughs> Mondays came around. Mondays came around, and there was a it was a crap day, especially uh, and if he, especially if he didn't get lasagna. Well, that's what I mean. I, do, <laughs> I don't want to. Really? I don't want to rate it because I know if I went back and watched that, I probably would enjoy it. So, well, it's not the case of watching, is it? Well, I mean, so re- reading, reading them or even the watching the cartoon, I guess, is very more in that sense rather than the new films, like. But yeah, 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 yeah. The the film version of anything is never going to be. Well, no, and I mean, Bill Bill Murray himself says it in Zombieland, doesn't he, where he says, is there anything you regret? Maybe Garfield. <laughs> Maybe Garfield, yeah. So, have you got any more? Uh, getting a bus. Getting a bus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I hate it. Because, and I'll tell you why I hate getting a bus, because I had to do it for about half a year. And I seem to draw... What do you, I mean, you get so many weirdos on the bus. Like if... Yeah, but the beauty is, if you go on the bus, you're one of those weirdos. I know, and that's what I hate about it the most. It's <laughs> that world, that void of a bus. But I, I didn't have a car for a bit, so I had to get a bus from uh, Barwell to Hinkley like every day for work, five days a week, and it, it slowly drove me insane. Like the fact that, it's the, it's old... the bing, isn't it? Every time it needs to stop, bing. Uh, well, it's not even bing. that. The fact that you will sit, bing, bing. you can sit on a bus, right? And there'll be loads of seats. <laughs> bing, bing. <laughs> bing, bing. See, it doesn't stop. It's bing. even when you <laughs> until, it, until it's your stop, it doesn't stop. But even when you press it for <laughs> your stop, someone will press it again, even though the sign's lit up saying stopping. They'll still press it. Of course they will. I did used to like bing, to try and, bing. I did used to try and have a little war of getting the last bing in. You know what I mean? If someone had binged, <laughs> if I'd binged it for my stop and then someone binged it again, I'm like, well, I'm gonna bing it again. That's my bing. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. But um I just oh, you always get the smelly people on the bus and the grandma always makes a beeline to sit next to you even though there's other seats and you know, and I can remember one of my one of my worst memories was this grandma came and sat down next to me once when there was loads of seats. And don't get me wrong, I've got a, a rational fear of old people anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> but she came down and she sat next to me and she started talking. I went, oh, sorry, you're talking to me? She went, no. I was like, well, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> she was obviously just talking to herself and she carried on. So, you know, it was awkward as hell. So, but yeah, bus, no, hate it. What about a train? I don't mind a train because I feel like more, it's a bit more comfortable, a bit more spread out. I don't get me wrong, when a train's packed, it's probably even worse than a bus. But I was going to say, you can make an event of a train. Like, <laughs> it's more of a day out, is it? Yeah, I wouldn't say love or hate it, but 
so it's probably a do not rate. But you know, if you go on, it does feel like more of. I, I think it stems back from school when we had train trips. That was literally the name of something. Where you on a train you, trip? It was like oh. at the end of the year, you had a week of like doing train trip. whatever. Like some people pay, you know, their parents on the northern line. France. <laughs> Whereas. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, I was devastated once because it was train trips for the week and one of the days we actually went on a bus. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, your parents parents paid for what you could afford and my parents for like three years running, we paid for train trips. Don't get me wrong, some of them were great, went to Drayton Manor and stuff. But, hmm. you know, it was train trips. And I just think you can, you know, on a train, you can go on a stag do, hen do, you know, you go German, we've been the German market in Birmingham. You get pissed up on the train first. You know, you, you take an alcohol on a bus, you feel a bit of a weirdo. Sneak it on a train, you don't feel that bad. And I mean, there's also there's also that little bit of going on a train, that sneaky of I'm not going to pay for this, and getting there, not paying for it, or you can't get off that, you can't do that on a bus. You've got to pay for that thing when you get on. I mean, back in the old days, they had people at the front and the back trying to get the money off you. But a train, you can try and sneak and get away with it, can't you? So it's always fun. There's a little bit of danger there as well with a train. Yeah, yeah, you just get on and see if the conductor had a. Uh... Wonder by if he didn't, woohoo! Free, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Bargain. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Well, a plane. Uh. Yeah. I've never had a bad experience on a plane, so I love it because, I've, obviously, I've been on long haul flights to Florida. My very first plane was to Florida. I've been to short haul to Dublin, Amsterdam. I mean. If you get the right company, like, I will big up to the, the day when I went to Amsterdam, KLM, best flight airline I've ever flew with. Yeah. Poor woman. I don't know how they dealt with the, the air stewardess, bless her. She was air hostess or whatever. <laughs> they gave you a free drink, a free snack and a free sandwich on a trip to Amsterdam. She was running up that aisle, giving you your snacks and running back down. it. She was coming up with the plane, giving you snacks, coming down with the plane to get the rubbish off you because it's obviously only like, what, 40 minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, and I mean, you get to watch films that are in it cinema, don't you? If you've not seen them, so there's always that. If you're on a long haul on a good flight, that is obviously. So yeah, yeah. No, I love going on a plane. Once the ear popping, and that's obviously annoying. But I'm probably, I mean, ask me that again when I go to Florida next time, because I'll probably hate it because I'm taking Logan. So it'll probably change my opinion. But so far, I love it. Mister Bump. You mean Mister Men? Oh, Miss. Well, yeah, Mister Men, I suppose. Can you tell that I've just seen my Mister Men carry on, Kate? Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, that's cool. I'll probably hate Mister Men. I think they're too long. Meant to be what? Kid. Yeah, they're too long. Screw that. I can't be asked. Like, they're them kind of stories that when I'm reading them to Logan, I'll make it up because I want to get through it because it's a bit of a chore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, Mister Bump had a bump. At the end. Boom. Oh. Do you not enjoy reading? Do you not enjoy reading to him? No. I do, but I don't. Not Mr. Men books. I don't really like them. Like, I thought be... you're just not. You're not engaged in the story, so. Yeah. If it's a story I like. Yeah. Or like he's yeah. got these dinosaur ones. I think it's like Harry and dinosaurs, but they're good. Or yeah. like we've got the little Pixar ones that read to him. They're good. Or like his Dougie ones, but I don't. I just. I've. I've never really liked Mr. Men. So maybe it's just a fundamental from that, but. Yeah, well, I say I did as a kid. I absolutely adored them. Yeah. I made my own. I made my own little book from an A, from a little A to Z book, and the ones that weren't in the alphabet, the letters like yeah, was 
Z and stuff like that. I had to make my own. It was quite fun. Yeah, that's a nice little idea, to be fair. Yeah, I've probably got that somewhere as well. I might have to try and find that out and put that on Instagram. Put that, you yeah. can put that on the Insta as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. That'd be cool. That'd be cool for the fans. If you can find yeah, it, if you've still got sure. it, that would. All your fans. Our fans, Chris. Our fans. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. we'll we'll give it a wrap there, guys. Hopefully, we'll do this again in a fortnight, Chris. Hopefully, I don't get the dreaded man flu in the meantime, and we can crack on with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be brilliant. Spot on. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, thank you to everybody listening, and hope you all have a great fortnight.